victims, for those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. Welcome back, one and all, to The Horror Returns. I'm Lance, and with me as always, my co-hosts, Philip and Brian. And uh, tonight, we welcome back our old buddy, our, our first guest ever to The Horror Returns. It's, of course, we're talking about uh, Pedro Nunez from Cape Fabulous Lucha Brothers. How's it going, guys? What's up, man? I'm happy to be back here. A little sick, but uh, I'm old school, so I just uh, tape it up and keep on going forward. <laughs> That's Dude, what we do here. You're you're practically part of the show, so you know <laughs> you need no introduction. But what's going on at, at K K Fab? Uh, we're doing pretty good. We just recorded our year in review show. Uh, it was about four hours long, and I got blitzed on that show. So we run a little, we run out of gas a little bit there towards the end, but still for a fun time. That's gonna drop next week, um, right before New Year's. And other than that, we're just rolling along. We got the KLB page. Uh, we talk wrestling. We make fun of Danny Louie all the time. So uh, it's all good. That uh, <laughs> is all good, man. All right. Yeah, well, by the way, Lance, you gave us a lot of material with, all, with the, uh, what was it, the 30 Days of Christmas <laughs> thing you were watching? Oh, uh, Jesus. <laughs> brother, I've still, I've still got one more to go. Oh <laughs> so God. I ain't off the hook yet. I can't we, believe they made We made it through many. 30. Um, but one of them is going to be my cool of the week. So... We'll, oh, okay. we'll see how that turns out. Spoiler just, alert! It's spoiler alert! It's not a Hallmark movie. Ah, uh, I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys want to? We got a lot to cover tonight because Pedro's gonna gonna. We you doing your top and bottom ten with us or what? Yes, I have them right here, written down. All right. Nice. And I wanted Ness to be here because I think there's a movie he's been putting over, and <laughs> I have it in my bottom of the year. So, and I know he's been very defensive about the criticism of this such oh. movie. Interesting. You do, you do know Nez is working like eighty-hour weeks. He's in the airline industry. Well, that sucks. Yeah, but uh, he'll he'll be in next week. I hope. I, I thought all the flights got canceled. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> what the fuck's he doing, <laughs> Brian? You want to get any ideas? I don't think it is. From the pictures I've seen, I don't think his airport got canceled. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Take, taking everybody else's rejects. <laughs> oh, man. Let's jump into Cool of the Week. Pedro, what you got? Well, I've been watching this uh, since I've been homesick and pretty much isolated. I started watching this uh, Yellow Jackets TV show. Mm. And uh, really good show, really, really interesting. And, and you know, one of the things about these kind of shows where, you know, they have I'm not going to get into any spoilers for the people that haven't seen it, but they do that time jump gimmick, you know, where they go back and forth, kind of mm. like Lost. 
Mm-hmm. And because of the wounds that loss left us with, you know, as a viewer now, you're always a little trepidatious to go forward with these fucking shows, right? So it's like, <laughs> yeah. wait a minute, I don't know if I need to trust or, or invest in this show if they're going to burn me like a previous show did. So, but so far so good. And then I started researching some of the showrunners' comments and they're like, you know, no, we're about giving answers and we're going to we're gonna keep you guys with a steady flow of questions and answers. So they're going to try to hit that sweet spot as far as, you know, uh, kind of like a, like like uh, like an onion, just peel at the layers of the story as we're going forward. And so far, it's seven episodes in, and it's pretty good. It's it's a good little story, and 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 the performances are pretty good. So I'm gonna stick with it. Nice, yeah. That was Brian's cool of the week. Uh, I think the first week it was out, man. Yeah, uh, I think it's uh, already greenlit for a second season. Yeah, yeah. heard good things. Well, hopefully, they'll wrap it up. <laughs> Not lost us, right? Well, it's, it is on Showtime, and you know they're notorious for that right? eight-season <laughs> well, shows, you know. So right. who knows? You know, is that and, it? it? Um, uh, well, I saw, I like everyone else in the country. I saw Spider Man, but I'm not gonna get into that because I guess. No? You know, I mean, I could, I guess. I mean, I it was, uh, you know, what else needs to be said? It was a great fucking movie. Yeah, you know? Lance. Uh, I know. I, I did oh, read I Lance comments. Right. Um, and you're also wrong. So there you go. Um, <laughs> I hear that a lot. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that because eventually we're all going to be wrong. Um, so the thing is, um, no, yeah, just just great, great time at the movies. Now, I did start to think a little more in depth about what this means for for the future of movies. And it was bitter, bittersweet for me because on one end, I was very happy that this movie showed the industry that w- that a movie could still bring in an audience, even in this pandemic era that we're in. So that's good because that means that yeah. theaters have a chance to survive, right? So that was I was very excited about that. Um, on the other hand, though, is that we know that these suits, these corporations, they don't care about story. They don't care about characters. They only care about what they feel brought the audience in and now i think we're gonna have cameo city and all these other fucking movies going forward and that's one thing that really uh kind of makes me uh you know fearful of the future because we you know this movie was great but we don't need 10 carbon copies of this movie going forward you see what i'm saying so and i think that's what we're gonna get but uh all in all it was a great time um like you know see it with an audience i mean even now you know it's, it's it adds to the spectacle of it all and um yeah, I don't want to get too much into it more because you know we we still we, we're still in that in that weird time where we can't talk about it or could talk about it, but I'd rather not. Yeah. I would say I would say nine on ten. My I would say this: my second favorite MCU movie of all time. Of all time, holy yes. shit! Nothing's What's, gonna be, nothing's gonna be Avengers no? Endgame because that was a oh. capstone movie. That's a that that's a movie that only comes around once in a generation just because of everything that went into it. But this particular film uh, would take the number two spot. And Civil War was up there for many, many years as the number two movie. Now it's been bumped down to number three. I like Ragnarok. It's my favorite. That's another one. Yeah, that's <laughs> in a lot of people's top five. Yeah, definitely. So uh, so that was, those are my two cool of the weeks. All right. Well, uh, I'll jump in. Um, I watched a movie on Netflix called Don't Look Up. Mm. Oh, this yeah. looks awesome. It it was pretty funny, man. I liked it. Oh. It, it. It was pretty cool. Um, and, uh, you know, I know that they were kind of taking aim at one side or the other, but uh, I think they said a lot about the whole system in general. 
<laughs> Good. So it's like that. Isn't it uh, the same guy that did Step Brothers, if I'm not mistaken? It's, it's Adam McKay, it? yes. Okay. Yeah. okay, that's what I thought. Who's, who's been focusing a lot on, on doing the satires of politics lately. Yeah. After he had the big hit with, uh, what was it, the big short, I think it was. Ah, so great. Not, yes. Yeah, so now he's really kind of tuned in or dialed in into these kind of films. And like you said, I really liked it a lot. I, I thought it, it got a little hammy at times, like... I understand it was a satire and a parody and all that, but mm-hmm. some of that stuff was just ridiculous. But at the same time, I thought Jonah Hill did a great job. I thought he stole the movie. I thought he was phenomenal as a as a douchebaggy, uh, you know, politician's son. You yeah. know, and, and, uh, and and he's he he has a good comeuppance there at the end. Um, actually, they all do. But anyways. So, uh, yeah, no, I love that movie as well. It's a little bit long, but hey, it's on Netflix. It's free and I'm sick. So I, I could do long right now. Yeah, and it's entertaining. It's not a typical Leo movie, but uh, he he rocked it. I think I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, and uh, that, and of course, my Cowboys just uh oh made the made the <laughs> team that shall not be named look like a high school team. It was awful. <laughs> that was uh, I've I've was, never uh, seen a play like that. If they can play like that. We got a Cowboys Super Bowl, and uh, y'all better get ready. <laughs> that, that was a, that was a shellacking. Hell yeah! Sure. It was forty-two to seven at the half. I looked. I know, dude. I looked I've never at the seen scoreboard, that and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, oh. Anyway, that's that's all I got. Uh, Brian, that's... you want me to go? Because you usually have a couple, or do you? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, mine's mine's quick. I was listening to Rick and Danny. Uh, a very hell mean Christmas, and uh, they talked about the classic. I hadn't seen. God damn, I I haven't seen this movie probably in thirty years or more. Uh, you guys remember Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> man, no, I, that yeah, that, you're you're taking me back with that one. Yeah, man, I don't know that I've ever seen it. <clears throat> oh, dude, it's awesome. It's uh, it's the Muppets, and it's a story that doesn't end the way you think it's going to end. The good the good guy doesn't necessarily win. The it ah, oh, it's it's all about the spirit of Christmas. It's about making sacrifices to to you know to give a, a gift to somebody that means a lot to him, but you have to sacrifice something to get the gift because these are really these. They, let's just say that these otters don't they, they're not they're not like uh, Fortune five hundred otters. They're living out in the out in the sticks, and they're having to kind of like make do with what they got, like make a homemade wash tub and stuff like that. But uh, it's a great it's a great message. Um, the good guys don't win in the end. The bad the the bad spoiler alert the bad guys win the the big uh, talent show, so they don't get the the huge fifty dollar prize. But uh, they all get together. They learn the true spirit of Christmas. And I was watching it with my four four year old granddaughter. And uh, I, I, I'll admit I cried a little bit when I saw her reaction to it because um, you could take a really old Muppet movie with zero CGI, and you can see the strings in several <laughs> several scenes. <laughs> you got scenes where they're like throwing uh, like uh, stuffed animals around across the stage and shit like that, and <laughs> and she really got into it and she loved the the, the final song, which is where the uh, Emmett Otter and his mom got together, and and the Jug Band had a had an outro song uh, with mom that was really sweet. So that's yeah, my cool of the week. It's Christmas time. What can I say? I got I got a not so cool of the week, but guess what, Brian? I have to save it. 
because it may be one more step. The movie I watched today may be one more step toward knocking uh, Escape Room 2 out of that coveted bottom 10. <laughs> but, but I'll wait. I'll wait. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, first, I watched uh, Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Ah, I've heard mixed ah. reviews. See, this is my problem. That's the there, one that's in my oh list. Boy. Go ahead. There was some very good practical effects, like when it came to the people that were infected. And then you go and fuck it up with this horrible... Every, like... like a, I, I never played the game, so I don't have that nostalgia for the games or why wasn't this in the game or this character. From my, what I understand, they did a good job on that part. But all the, the, the big monsters that you were waiting for, they were all like horrible CGI oh, no. pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was horrible. Like, the one thing I knew was from the game was like the, like, I guess, like the zombified dogs or whatever. Yep. That yeah. was fucking horrible. It didn't even look like it was on screen. Oh, no. <laughs> and I won't say it ruined the movie for me because I, I kind of, you know, like I said, I didn't have any nostalgic anything for the movie, and it was just kind of, you know, a shoot 'em up zombie movie. But I will say that's the only drawback for me is the the fucking CGI was horrible. You know, you'd think as far as they've come with like video game graphics and stuff in the last twenty or thirty years, like get some CGI that looks really real. Yeah. Or invent uh, the practicals that are going to make it look real. Because we know from the 80s that right? practicals do work. I mean, I know they're a little more expensive, but you want to make a good movie? Make a good movie, especially a studio-backed movie. This is Sony. There's no mm-hmm. excuses. They, they, they just made a boatload of fucking money from Spider-Man or whatever. Oh, yeah, a billion a dollars. Bit, yeah, put a little bit into these Resident Evil movies, you know? and But they don't. And so you get shit. That's what you get. <laughs> yeah, and the practical effects are more creative, which is always more fun. Mm-hmm. So, uh, bottom, bottom ten, Brian? No. Okay. No. I, I it's had an, fun it's an honorable mention for me. That's what I said that Ness, because Ness has been really, uh, he's been the flag bearer of this fucking movie for some weird reason over the last few weeks <laughs> that I've been listening to you guys. Right, right. And, and so I was like, I don't understand that because the movie fucking sucked. It's like, I don't know why he decided, to, I don't know why he decided to die on that hill out of all the hills there is to die on. But uh, he's, he, he's saying, uh, you know, you know, the thing is that one of the things that irks me a little bit is when people go out and say, well, it's just a, a mindless action movie. Just deal with it. And I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? Like, does that give people license to make bad movies? That's one of the worst <laughs> right? excuses for poor filmmaking I've ever heard in my life. This idea that we we're going to make a mindless action movie and thus. We should we shouldn't hold it to the standards of a regular movie. No, you you have a script, you have a budget, you have you have a creative license. Go ahead and use it. And if you're an artist, you're gonna make a good movie, no matter what. We've we've seen film. Robert Rodriguez had seven thousand dollars for El Mariachi, and he did a pretty goddamn right? decent movie. Very true. Mm-hmm. And then he just made another one with his kid. Rocket or whatever the fuck. That guy's a little crazy too, naming his kids after cars, and and he's got <laughs> Rocket and Rebel and um. Oh boy. Anyways, so he he made another movie. 
I forget the name of it. It's, it's on video on demand right now where he only had 7G. Same thing as his first movie. And he was helping his kid make a movie with nothing but $7,000 and creativity. So you're telling me that these people that do that, you're telling me that the people that are, make these mindless action movies don't have that? It's just, it's just very defensive when people are like, well, it's just a, accept it because it's just a mindless movie. No, I'm, I don't accept it. If it's a piece of shit, it's a piece of shit. I don't mm-hmm. care how much whipped cream you put, put on it. It's still going to be a fucking piece of shit. You know? Well, that unless there's unless there's boobs, then we can give it. <laughs> and a there even there wasn't it. Not, not even zombie boobs boobs in this fucking movie. Oh lord, ouch, ouch. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. Uh, last night I did get to go see Spider Man and Lance. You are fucking wrong. Is this your cool <laughs> of the week? Uh, I got a package here in the mail. So okay. that, that might be my cooler week. I'm going to do, uh, sorry guys, my camera, I fucked up my camera. So I'm going to do audio unboxing here, but Spider-Man, Lance, before I get in my room, <laughs> why the fuck did you hate this movie? Were you mad? Did you need a All Snickers right. or something? Were I'm going to give you, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you two reasons that I did, that I disliked this movie. Okay. I disagree okay. with them already. All right. <laughs> done. We're finished. All right. What now? What was the, right. what were the two? There is no way, absolutely no way that that Doctor Strange, the Master of the Mystic Arcs, could act could could <laughs> fucking be that that <laughs> thrown off his game by some fucking teenager yelling at him, change the rules, change the rules, and he's like, I'm trying to I'm trying to concentrate here, change the rules, change the rules. Oh no, she that's, has to remember that's, me. That, that's, Aunt that, has to remember that's me. Not what uh, change the rules. That is not- First of all, Tom Holland doesn't sound like that. <laughs> well, he did in Next, this movie. That's, that's not what, what was happening. Skip ahead, everybody, five minutes. Here we uh, go. He, he wasn't yeah. telling him to change the rules. He was changing it as he was speaking because he was told not to speak during. So you're telling me I need to rewatch it, huh? <laughs> okay. I don't but, think you watched it in the first place. I guess I missed place. that. But also- I guess I missed that. Also, you got to understand, too, that, first of all, Doctor Strange is not the, the leader. Wong is because he was gone for five years. Uh, okay. Second of all, so he's a little rusty, okay? But second of all, I feel like that entire scene you're talking about was it was going on in the moment. It was developing as it was going on. In other words, it's not like, it's not like Doctor Strange knew that this fucking kid was going to fuck it up. He started fucking it up once he was already in motion. That could happen to any of us. You could go out there and show your kids or your grandkids, or anyone, how to build uh, a chair. Okay. And in the middle of building this chair, the kid starts jumping on the fucking chair. Is that your fault? No. You've already started the project. It's his fault because that dumbass fucked up the project because he was jumping on the chair. That's the same thing that's going on here. It's like, it's not It's not like, it's not like Dr. Strange got, got, you know, bamboozled by this kid. He was just trying to help him out. Now, I would agree with you that it's a little bit of a stretch due to the professionalism that is, has been established by Dr. Strange to even go this far. But I, right. think they, I think they did a great job in establishing Dr. Strange's frustration once he agreed to help him. In other words, like, there's almost a sense of he almost blames himself, too. Because they, they keep on repeating that over and over. He keeps on going back to the to the fact that, you know, clean it up or, you know, this, that, or the other thing. So I think I, I don't I don't consider that reason to, quote, unquote, hate the movie. Now, what I want to know is why you hate the movie. There's a difference between <laughs> not liking a movie and hating the movie because I'm thinking is I'm going to start thinking it's a little more personal. Yeah, because cool. there's there's plot holes in everything. That's like, right. No, no, like, I think I, 
Bottom line, guys, I think I think this was just a real cheap way to get the three Spider-Mans together. I think if they were really going to open the multiverse, open the fucking multiverse. Have animated Spider-Man. Have Spider-Ham. Have Nor Spider-Man. <laughs> get them all in there, just like well, they, they did why? with the they, they, We already have so that awesome. movie. Why would I go see that movie again when it already exists? I could just oh my God. Roger Rabbit. <laughs> why would they just have these three? I don't get it. There's been they were so the many three, Spider-Man over the Because they years. were the three live-action Spider-Men. Yeah, my, well, my if, you're old, like, if you're old like me and Nez, you remember the, the really old-school, cheesy Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, the one from the 70s? Yeah, and then the old cartoon wasn't born. from the late 60s. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I get all y'all's points. My no, only problem points. with it, though, was like the uh, the hey, let's uh, let's let these super dangerous bad guys out that are already dead because they have some sort of redemption, and definitely nobody's going to die from that. <laughs> it was a pretty dumb fucking decision, if you ask me, and it would have stopped the whole movie. But I digress again. Every movie. Well, happens. I mean, <laughs> Peter Parker, he is, he is a kid, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's young and idealistic, and I get it. And I and I like the fact that he was accountable for his mistake. He he paid a dear price for it, and yeah. it was it was in this uh, well, as I call it, this post eighty seven pussification of America. Let me pat you on the ass. Good job, kid. It wasn't that. It was like you fucked up. And these are the consequences that as a man you got to deal with now. And there they are. And it was a good message for for everyone because that's how life works. It's not, oh, I fucked up. I'm sorry. Let's go back to the way it was. Okay. That's not participation trophies are not given out in this fucking movie. And I like that. So, (laughs) um, all right. You know, know, it it was good. Now, I'm not saying it was perfect. We could go ahead and, and, and dismantle this fucking movie 10 ways from Sunday and we will find weird shit. I have, you know, we're not going to spend a lot of time here. So I'll say one really quick. So you're telling me that it seems to me that Toby's character has been around for 25 years because the guy looked old as fuck. Let's be real about it. Well, <laughs> I mean, be, to be honest, I think the villains age pretty good and the Spider-Man yeah. did not age very well. But, but what's <laughs> I, weird I is that, see that I get the impression that Andrew jumped right after Amazing Spider-Man 2 ends, like when he's fighting Rhino, because he doesn't have much to share past that point. Yeah. But Toby, we know he had to live a full life because he brings up MJ, the relationship with MJ, and then he also brings he looks old as fuck. So you can't tell me he literally jumped from the end of Spider-Man 3, the Sam Raimi one. So that was a little weird. Like I'm wondering, well, what the fuck's going on here? Um, and then of course the 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 two the Sandman and the uh, and the lizard were completely useless. I don't know if it was just more fan service towards the end, but they they were like you could have had the same movie without them. It was exactly the same movie. Yeah. And, right. and, they, and they didn't even die. So it, that was another plot hole that they didn't answer. Um, they didn't even die in their own movies. And I don't know if you guys noticed this. This is, this is a con job right here because mm-hmm. Thomas Hayden Church and Ryan Iphons or whatever the, the fuck that guy's called, they're not in the credits. They're not in the no! post credits. Oh, man. Well, I they wanted they, to hide it, but that's hiding it too well. They reused the footage. Well, that's the, what I'm saying. So, so they're, yeah. they're really? Yeah. yeah so, so they just did voiceovers. Right. Oh, now, they're never in the actual movie, not even towards the end when you see them. That's from Spider-Man three and from Amazing Spider-Man one. So um, and I think it was just easier to use that than try to DH them on set or whatever. But it was just weird because they don't have any credit even towards the end. So that's their agent's problem, not mine. I just tripped out on that. Um, 
So yeah, so I don't know. I don't know, Lance. I don't know what you've been talking or smoking, but talking or smoking, a little bit of everything, man. So uh <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go back I'm gonna go back and check it out. So, you know Did you did you bring the kids? You know what? That might have made a made a huge positive impact if I had, am I right? Well, I my, mean, I'm my, sure my daughter was uh, emotional for a couple scenes. So, well, there's there's alleged allegedly there's a better copy than the fucking cam version that uh, <laughs> that Pete MC saw <laughs> with the fucking guy sneezing every five seconds. So, um, I'll see if I can uh, pull it up here at home over the weekend with the kids. Uh, how about that? I, I wouldn't watch it like that. that, but okay. All right, what else you got, Brian? All right, let me uh, open this box I got here in the mail. It's uh, no. so This is from you guys, right? It is. Okay, because uh, thank you for whoever's... Thank you. Thank you to whoever sent me the Starbucks card. Didn't leave a name. Very nice. Very nice. Check that out. <laughs> All right. Pop this open. Just over here. I hope, I hope it's not anthrax or anything like that. <laughs> what the fuck? You guys serious right it? now? What is it? An Oculus Quest 2. You didn't even open it yet? Oculus Quest 2. I don't <laughs> think that's I think that's actually from our uh, patrons, man. Oh. I don't think I don't think that's from <laughs> Yeah, because, damn, thank you, man. Thank you. You got to tell everybody thank you, man. We got. I'm telling whoever gave it to me thank you, because this is probably (laughs) the fucking nicest thing I've gotten in a long time, man. I'm really trying not not to to get emotional on here. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And I think we can use it for some stuff with the podcast. We'll we'll see how that rolls down the road. Just Pedro, we just got to get everybody out there on on to Meta. What could what could go wrong, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. Listen, if we're all headed into the Matrix anyway, we may as well embrace it. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll get to that movie. All right, moving on. Horror headlines, Brian. What you got, man? Horror headlines. Uh, hold on, let me collect myself. I'll hold on to my Oculus right here. <laughs> hey, I'll bet you get a Spider-Man game on there. Oh, oh, Sony doesn't own Oculus. You you may be in trouble. No, I've heard they got some great games on the PlayStation, though. I really want to play them. Yeah. What's the Phil, you've had the Oculus for a while. What are the best? You said Moss, M-O-S-S, is a good one? It's a fun one. It's a little mouse side-scroller thing, but it's fun. <laughs> it looks stupid, but it's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Pistol All right. Guess. Horror headlines. Uh, we already talked about uh, Yellow Jackets renewed for a second season. So that's good. This one, uh, this next bit of news, uh, I, I'm kind of on both sides of this one, uh, good and bad. Uh, Scott Derrickson's uh, The Black Phone gets pushed all the way back to June 24th from its February release date. Oh, wow. Um, now, I, had a, I had a chance to see it, too, at a film festival here. God yes, damn it. That's the bad. But the good is I think that shows me they got a lot of faith in this movie, dropping it with the, the summer movie lineup. Yeah, like a summer blockbuster, right? Like Spider-Man. Yeah. I don't think that's a thing anymore, man. The summer <laughs> season has been dead 
since uh, Force Awakens back in December of 2015. <laughs> <laughs> the Force Awakens single-handedly killed the summer, the summer blockbuster. I, I mean, protocol. if you notice, now, now they sprinkle them out throughout the entire year. It's not this summer blockbuster shenanigans that we that we grew up with. It's all about just uh, hit them in December, hit them in April, and hit them again in August. And you cover all your quarters. <laughs> We're in the age of the empire. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, the Train to Busan remake, The Last Train to New York, will drop <laughs> April 21st. Hey, I'm I'm all about it because of the director. Right. Uh, Timo Tajanto, I'm probably saying his name wrong again, but I've liked everything that guy's made, so. I'm looking forward to it, man. That's one of my most looked forward movies of next year. I hope Korea keeps bringing it, man. Now, who's got the lead in that movie? Do you know who's playing the uh, the main guy that we see in the original? The uh, one that has me, the daughter? Let me look it up real quick. Because I think uh, because of the delay in production, I think somebody might have dropped out. I heard Will Smith way back in the early days. So I don't know. If oh, he really? Had that. that was way back, though, when they were first talking about it. That guy's attached to everything. That would be interesting, considering <laughs> the kind of movies that Timo makes. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he doesn't like to be second banana to anything, I know. <laughs> right. Only to his wife. I hate being second <laughs> oh, That's all of us. That's all that of us. Good. That was a good one, though. Good comeback. Uh, no cast yet. Wow, it is out in April and no cast? What is this, another Spider-Man movie? What the fuck? Right, right? <laughs> I'm not seeing a cast for this. Well, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Keeping it hush-hush. Uh, is there anything else? Uh, Danny Elfman is going to score the the theme for Tim Burton's uh, An- uh, Adam's Family series titled Wednesday. That's coming on Netflix. Okay, it's good, good choice, good choice. Stay I mean, relevant. I, I mean, stay it's the re- only choice. He, only, he don't work with anyone else, right? Let's see. I think that might be it. Uh, James, the James Wan Philip produced Netflix series Archive Eighty One gets a January Fourteenth release date. Ah, uh, that doesn't mean anything. That that I have zero <laughs> equity when I hear that shit nowadays because he, he he signs <laughs> off on everything. <laughs> oh yeah, addition to Cool of the Week. We also watched uh, all three Conjuring movies like back to back to back yesterday. Oh, nice. <laughs> no, they're great, man. They're all good. I don't like the third one. I well, rewatched it. It's my least favorite, but it was still it was still decent. And I think that's it. All right. Well, uh, you ready for the trailer park, Pedro? Yep. All right. Let's do it, Brian. The big, the small, and the weird. Oh yeah! This time we got them all covered, don't we? <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> All right, let's start with uh, Robert Eggers' new one, The Northman. Let's see, <laughs> synopsis. From acclaimed director Robert Eggers, The Northman is an epic revenge thriller that explores how far a Viking prince will go to seek justice for his murder- murdered father. And this stars Alexander Skarsgård, Anya Taylor-Joy, Willem Dafoe, Nicole Kidman, Bjork. Clay's Bang, he was uh, Dracula in that Netflix series. Ah, okay. Oh, that was Hawk. good. 
Uh, I'm not even going to pronounce this guy's name. Uh, the Mountain from Game of Thrones. Okay. And, That's a hell of a uh, cast. Kate yeah. Dickey, Ralph Ineson. Uh, basically, if they were in his movies, they're in this movie. Pedro, yeah. what'd you think? Um, it's it's uh it's Robert Eggers. I mean, I'm there whenever I can. I mean, I don't know how the how these guys' movies make money because they're not mainstream, but he keeps on getting money to do them, so I'll go with it. Um, seems like uh like this is kind of like uh a, a cat the cast from both The Witch and and The Lighthouse because he mm-hmm. got people from both movies here, right. and um it seems like Alexander Skarsgård is kind of like the generic Viking whenever somebody needs a Viking because he gets a lot of roles. <laughs> Playing a Viking, so I guess <laughs> I guess uh, that blood is on his side for this one. Um, okay, but yeah, no, I mean I'm looking forward to it. It seems the story seems pretty basic, uh, as opposed to some of the more surreal stuff we've gotten from him in the past. So mm-hmm. um, I'm all for it, and it seems very visually, uh, you know, titillating. So I'm good. I'm gonna be do, there. Do you think that the trailer is just making it think it's a straightforward story, and there's gonna be more to it? It's possible, but even the synopsis, I mean, the Northman is a revenge trailer that explodes how far a Viking prince will go to seek justice for his murdered father. So mm-hmm. it's it's possible, but I think this is going to be one of his most linear films to date. So we'll see, though. Ah, uh, well, I don't know, man. It, looked, it had a lot of weird elements in it, like maybe even some supernatural stuff and some time jumping. And I'm, I'm a sucker for these movies. You know I love anything historical crime, so I love the I'll, I'll be there on the front row. I could see the lighthouse every day for the rest of my life. I mean, that movie is amazing to look at, and you discover something new every time you watch it. You can watch drunken uh, Robert Pattinson, huh? Yes, and <laughs> Willem Dafoe cutting promos as drunk as well on on uh, putting curses right, right. on Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phil. Yeah, man, I'm. I, it's got a hell of a cast. Uh, I'm. I'm not the biggest Alexander Skarsgård fa- fan, but uh, every time I see one of his movies, I'm like, oh, he did better than I thought he would. So, except when he was a scientist in uh, Godzilla vs Kong. Oh yeah, oh, I don't yeah. buy that guy as a scientist. <laughs> to- totally forgot about that. That was bad casting right there. I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't he Tarzan too? Yeah, he was Tarzan, and I didn't hate Tarzan. <laughs> It was goofy, but you know, <laughs> every everybody knows it should have been Denise Richards as as a scientist. Am I right? With just put glasses <laughs> on her, and she's a, yep. a genius. Told her name Pro- Professor Christmas or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, Christmas I, only I, comes I, once a year. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in it. I, I've liked both his movies that came out. The cast looks phenomenal, and it's a Viking revenge film. I mean. What more do you want? Now, and hopefully there'll be more to the story when when right. we watch it. So yeah, I hope they've got like some uh, like ancient Nord mythology stuff going on. Like I want to see that. Mm-hmm. And Ethan Hawke is a Viking king. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, sure. Maybe that's why they pushed Black Phone back, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh, expected release date April twenty second. Let's see. Let's get to the weird. The <laughs> unbearable weight of massive talent starring none other than Nicolas Cage. I understand. A meta movie, which I 
don't like most of the time because they come off as very pretentious. Mm-hmm. So here's here's the deal with Nicolas Cage. He was only charming when he wasn't self-aware of being Nicolas Cage. Now that uh-huh. he's self-aware of being Nicolas gotcha. Cage, it's kind of being pushed down our throat. And now he's got, gone full circle and bordering on annoying now. So it's like, I don't okay. know. Now, this movie is weird to me because this fucking cast is a multi-million dollar cast. And I know this movie ain't going to get no theatrical exhibition, so I don't know if it was the mob trying to clean up some money or some investors <laughs> that won the lottery, but this movie's going right to VOD with this pretty mm-hmm. goddamn good cast, and that threw me off there for a minute. Yeah. yeah I mean, gotta... Pedro Pascal's on the, in mm-hmm. demand right now. People want to book him left and right, so and he, he's, he's built second from the top in this movie. We got uh, Neil Patrick Harris, Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. I mean, good, good cast. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> uh, real quick synopsis for those who don't know what we're talking about: A cash-strapped Nicolas Cage uh, agrees to make a paid appearance at a billionaire superfan's birthday party, but is but is really an informant for the CIA since the billionaire fan is a drug kingpin. Oh boy! Uh, oh, that, that, and gets cast in a Tarantino movie. And the synopsis. Doesn't really want to make me watch it now. I was nah, more intrigued. <laughs> I was more intrigued by the trailer. Off, yeah, because it, it this really sounds like the that Van Damme Amazon series. Too yes, much. and it also sounds yeah. like my name is Bruce Campbell all over again. Yeah, too <laughs> suspiciously like it, right? Hey, that Van Damme Amazon series wasn't bad. I didn't finish it, but the first few episodes were gold. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. It was good. <clears throat> Uh, I mean, we're we're all gonna watch it, right? Probably with Beat and Marcy. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I already felt felt them when uh, Pedro <laughs> gave his thoughts on the movie. Yeah, I know. The disturbance gotcha. in the Nicolas Cage <laughs> force. Yeah, <laughs> the Cage verse. <laughs> so, uh, same release date as The Northman, uh, expected April twenty second. All right, I'm more excited about this one. Like, really? Yeah, dude. I think this is going to be a cult classic. It's going to be hilarious in a way that's not normal, and I like that. Yeah, I was a little, I was a little put off by the fact that like Nicolas Cage is playing himself, but you've got all this super, super, super highly recognizable actors that are all playing like characters <laughs> in the movie, and I was like, ah, something just doesn't quite mesh. It was that going over the watch. wall scene that got me. That was funny. That was... <laughs> I was like, oh, this movie's yeah, going to was... be great. <laughs> All right, on to our final trailer. A new A24 film titled Everything Everywhere All at Once. Synopsis goes, an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting with the lives she could have led. This stars Michelle Yao, Jamie Lee Curtis, and James Hong. Got to get him in there. And <laughs> a bunch of other people. That's what sold me when I saw James Hong in there pop out for a millisecond. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, you know, another one of it seems like it's another one of those meta films that seem to be very popular right now. Um, one of the things that pissed me off right off the bat is the, when it said directed by Daniels. And that's just part of this new trend that, that that's really <laughs> annoying. 
Or all these fucking filmmakers give themselves a wacky fucking nickname. Just tell us who you the fuck you are. Like like yeah. the other day I was watching Hawkeye and it said Bird uh-huh. and Birdie. Like what the fuck is a Bird and Birdie? What the fuck is that? Yeah, I was I saw that too. I was I, or fucking Mugji started this whole fucking mess. To be honest, yeah, with you. that's right. With Blame Chuck, right? Yeah. So uh, so and look at where his career ended up. So beware. Are you filmmakers who want to give you guys fancy, wacky names? Just they tell just us who wanna, the fuck you are, man. They want to be DJs. Exactly. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Uh, okay. Yeah, Daniels. And I and I and I guess it's because there's two guys that are called Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> so um, no, no. This, but it looks like a good time. Um, no, it's not reinventing the wheel or nothing. It really seems like yeah. it, it comes yeah. off like one of those crank movies, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Just, just nonstop action, uh, multi realities, multiverse bullshit that seems to be the norm nowadays. So, um, yeah. And Michelle Yeoh, I mean, I've been a fan of hers for years and years. I, she looks a little older than I would imagine her in this movie, but yeah. that's okay. That's okay because she's a legend. Um, and so I'm gonna see it as well. This is this is probably the one. No, I'm looking forward to the Northman more, and then this one, and then the Nicolas Cage one. Well, you can watch this one first because this one is due April March, 1st. Oh, April 1st, okay. April yeah. 1st. Uh, on April Fool's Day. Yeah. Um, me, personally, it's got Michelle Yao. So, um, yeah, you're in. That's it. All right. Well, and it's A24. So, yes, you know it's yes, at least going to be interesting. Yeah, but not all their movies are interesting. I have a couple right. on my on my bottom 10 this year that were A24. Oh, good segue. <laughs> Well, Brian, Brian, you're you're our man when it comes to setting up these top and bottom ten wait, wait. and twenty or whatever. So how how are we going to do this tonight? Wait, 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 real quick. I also want to say, you ever notice when you said that there's this multiverse thing is the norm now, mm-hmm. right? Maybe they're setting us up for something, man. Ah, shit's real. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt gone, it. Things have gone pretty bonkers since 2012. I'm just saying. <laughs> so in another universe, Lance likes Spider Man. In all other universes, Lance likes Spider Man. <laughs> this is right. the anomaly. This is the one where he doesn't like Spider Man. Yeah, this is the darkest timeline. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Pedro, do you want to uh, give us your list now? Yes, I'll just go. I'll just go bottom ten and then top ten. So I don't have I all don't right. have a lot of honorable mentions. So all right. <laughs> Okay. So for my uh, for my bottom ten, uh, the number now let me say this though this was a good year for movies. There wasn't a movie okay. that outright pissed me the fuck off, not one, and that's amazing. I so, agree. The, so the bottom ten is more like movies that I'll probably never watch again. There's still a respect oh, wow. factor that okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna hang in there with these oh with these uh, bottom uh, ten. So the first one is uh, Army of the Dead. <laughs> I thought, that's on my top ten. I for thought, bottom, I, yes. I, uh, well, I, but but remember now, I don't hate it. It's just okay. I was, I was okay. My, my, another thing too with these films, and I and I'm sure you guys will agree with me, is the level of expectations that we have going into them. So if we have a lot of higher expectations and they don't live up to them, they tend to stay with us longer. So that's kind mm-hmm. of the reason. But but it wasn't a bad movie. It was just to me like that movie was very very bloated. It was almost three hours, and for yes, me not to give a fuck about anybody on the cast at the end of that movie, that says a lot. Some something uh-huh. got fucked up there. Like, there was a lot of characters in that movie that were not developed at all with the time that they got to tell us the story. And that was one of the things that I was like, come on, bro. I mean, you you know, you have three hours here. So Army of the Dead and then Batista, I mean, I don't know, man. He's going to have to stick to those James Bond, you know, silent killer type of characters, man, because 
I don't know if he could handle get, getting that meat on that bone and then you know trying to chew it off because he really can't do it that good. Um, Super killer. Do a, yeah. do another Stuber movie. <laughs> there you go. That one uh, wasn't near as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> my number nine would be The Conjuring Three. Now, right. this is a movie that didn't even follow its own logic in the third act of the movie. It completely fell off the rails. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit didn't make no sense, and they didn't even try to explain it. I thought I was going to get Amityville, the story, which maybe it's my fault. I'll take the blame for that one. But they didn't give me that. They gave me this wacky thing where it, it doesn't even match up with the previous Conjurings. It was just, I feel like that was a script that was lying around, and James Wan saw it. It's like, hey, go make this movie, and then, you know, just write down the Conjuring 3 on it. And that's what we got. So there you go. Number eight is a movie that I came on here because uh, Lance really upset me with this one. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I'm, Uh-oh. Talking, I'm talking about old. Now I'm not gonna get <laughs> I'm not gonna get into old too much because we there is a, there is an entire episode that's in the archives. If you guys want to go back to listen uh-huh. to that episode, you guys could see or or listen to my rant on this movie. But again, this is another movie where you tell yourself, does M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong have too much money now? Does he is he entertaining like three people and nobody else? Like what what is the point of this movie? And so. That was weird. Shit, I need some more coke. We gotta make a movie. <laughs> could, could very well be. You know, somehow he's gonna stretch out that television show he has to six seasons. He said it himself. That's what he's trying to do. Yeah, That's still That's what on. He's trying to do. Yeah, said, yeah they're about to go into the third season right now. Yeah, they already greenlit it for a fourth season, so he's he's, he's almost there. Tab- yeah. I remember when he first came up with it with that show. Um, uh, it was we're probably like five episodes in, and it was a good show. It was picking up steam. We're like, M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong is back. This, that, or the other thing. And then when the show ended, we're like, there's no fucking way this guy could keep it up for four more seasons. There's a story that was told, right. and it's over. And sure enough, the second season premiere, and we were right. There's no way he could keep this shit up going for no more um, than one more season tops because it was a rerouting of the entire story. I'm so, to- um, I'm totally with you on that. Second season way disappointed me. As I don't right. think Here's he intended first. to have one. No, he wanted six seasons. So yeah, he, he said that from the beginning, Philip. What the fuck, man? Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, anyways, you got four more to uh, wait for there. So, if you're a fan of old, you might want to watch that television show as well. Um, The next one, number seven, I believe. Yes. The Seance. That was a fucking horrible movie. Oh, I never got around to that one. I didn't see it either. Maybe I need to check it out. Yeah, it just had no heart. It had no heart. And it was just one of those movies that was just a cash-in for, like, to put on a channel or something. Kind of beat my numbers. They're like the schoolgirls or something, sorority girls. Yes. Or, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, okay, I've seen that one. And and also the, the, uh, it probably my my uh, my list when I get to it is going to be similar to Pedro's because it's I didn't hate a lot of movies, so it's probably going to be okay. movies that I probably never going to watch again. So all right, it, it's so, pretty close to being on that list, but so, I forgot so about that movie until one you of those it you up. forget about. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. And the thing Start, about that movie was, Pedro. no, it's okay. The thing about that movie is that it was directed by Simon Barrett, who's pretty dialed in into the horror community, right? He knows what's mm-hmm. up. And he did this press tour where he was putting this movie over big time. Oh, it's a great film, this and that. And and then you watch it and it's like a run of the mill film. Like, dude, give me something more with all that hype that you put behind it, you know? But it was just a basic movie with little right. to no heart, which is surprising because it's coming from him and he's a very passionate guy. And, and I was very disappointed. So um, then the next one uh, 
it's it's a, a paranormal activity next of kin. I did not <laughs> I like seen that, that one either. No, it was just again I can't another. Remember if I watched that or not? <laughs> just fast forwarded oh, no. to the last fifteen minutes. There you go. That's a great. That's a great yeah. point right there. Okay. Again, another movie where they break their own rules. They don't know what the fuck they're doing, and right. it was just a big disappointment. Speaking of disappointment, my next one is a movie called Hypnotic. Did you guys watch this one? Yeah, with uh, what's his name's wife uh, from Hush. Yes, and, uh, uh, something Seagal, right? Yeah, Katie. Katie, Kathy. isn't that Peggy Bundy? Okay, yeah. uh, maybe. Oh my God. Kathy. I'm way behind, guys. I haven't Kathy seen this Siegel. one either. Katie Siegel. There you go. Um, well, don't see it, Lance. You, you're not missing much. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, that, that guy's. You made that guy's day. He brought his name up. Yeah, I'm sure he's listening. Yes, it's a it's a um, Netflix movie, Lance. The show. Yeah, is I, terrible. I saw it on. The, it's in my queue. I've just never never watched it. You don't need to. Uh, okay. Who directed that movie? Hypnotic. Uh, let me look it up. Steve I think Seagal. somebody. No, I wish. <laughs> It's got every martial art known to man. I know them all. <laughs> Hypnotic was directed by Matt Angel. Whoever okay. Matt Angel. Respect no to you, Matt Angel, but I don't know. Whatever. No um, idea. Oh, God. One? He did The Open House, also on Netflix. Oh, the uh, yeah. The next one on my list is that uh, There's Someone Inside Your House, which is a movie that came out on Netflix a few Another months ago. Another Netflix. Yes, yes. They got, I mean, once they started just allowing everybody into that Netflix family, man, they really just opened the floodgates to shit. That's what they did. <laughs> um, you know, uh, but this one just, this one, one of those, this is one of those movies that I hate, not because it's bad, but because it's boring. And sometimes being boring is worse than being oh, yeah. bad. Yeah. So, it just meanders and it doesn't go anywhere and it just stayed with me and I was like, fuck this movie. All right. The next one is the Wrong Turn remake. Do you guys remember the Wrong Turn remake? You didn't like that one? Nah, man. It was about four different stories going on at the same time. It like, like, it's like... I didn't hate it. It was okay. I mean, again, again, this is a different <laughs> list this year, but it was it was just very um, I don't know. It was it was it didn't it didn't have a a, a route, it didn't have a destination. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And then the dad sure. is the sheriff, but then he's also in the wilderness. Another one of those movies that just fell apart. Um, and also, I had high expectations because this is another movie that they did the uh, press junkets and were putting it over big time. A movie that I found incredibly boring, but it wasn't bad, but it was so boring that I just had to put it on here because I had high expectations was The the Banishing. Did you guys get to watch that one? Shutter movie, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen it. I don't yeah. think it. Tell, tell us about. I think I've seen it, but I forgot it. I think it vanished on me. Was <laughs> with a B, you know, not not with. Oh, the, the uh, vanishing. No, I yes. haven't seen this at all. Um, it's just one of those movies again, like these these generic haunted house movies that oh, you know don't really add too much. And it's like just fast forward to the last fifteen minutes and you get all your answers. So, okay. anyways, that's that. Um, and then, uh, so I'm into my number one. Now, now, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes, number one. Now, this movie, we talked a little bit about when I was on the show, but it was a complete piece of shit when I watched it. It was boring. It was nothing happened. And I'm talking about The Lamb. You guys ever got around to watching it? I, I saw it in the theater. <laughs> no. no. I mean, <laughs> how much? You could fast forward this movie. I really. And, and watch possibly, what, about 30 minutes of it? And you'll I get can't. the entire story. Because there were yeah. some, some of these scenes, nothing happened. 
it can't it can't be on my bottom ten though, dude. It was more just a man. <laughs> Man, it was that's what I'm saying. The say 24, sometimes they get pretentious on us because this was like, I mean, you, I would have scenes where I'm watching it and it was like people just walking, doing everyday things, and I'm like, come, yeah, it was, it was boring, boring AF, man, no doubt. uh, I mean, I get the message of it, and I and I, I like the ending. The ending, do you? Do you get the message? I don't know if I got the message, dude. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. Is it about bestiality or? (laughs) (laughs) Um. So I don't know, man. And we're trying to normalize it. It's called animal attracted persons. I know. I know. I see where you're coming from. I know. Whatever this person, I think it was. Was it a female? I don't know who directed this, but. They mm-hmm. they found they found beautiful locations. I get it, but geez, oh yeah, we, Ice, Iceland, we, right? Was it Iceland right. or and it was like, I don't but, but that's all the story was. It was just these visuals yeah. of fucking Iceland over and over. I'd rather just watch my screensaver for an hour <laughs> yeah. and I'll get the same fucking <laughs> visuals, man. Well, that's the problem with A twenty four. Sometimes they go a little more over like on visuals more than story and stuff. Sure. It's a lot. They have a lot of movies that are so quiet and yeah. chill that you fall asleep during them. Yeah, but even in those movies, again, you're working like like you're being you're trying to be abstract, right? There's a message that you're mm-hmm. trying to convey. After all, it is a story. But I'm thinking, what the fuck's going on here? Like, what's going on? And then that ending, I was like, what the fuck? That's the kind of movie where I wouldn't want to watch it with an audience because you feel how disappointed everyone is around you. And I always get uncomfortable <laughs> being in that situation. Lance, was there a lot of people when you saw this in the movies? In no. The movie theater? No, I had to drive pretty far, pretty far to see it. Yeah, There's only bro. one theater around here that does art house stuff, and I think there were two other people in there, which Sometimes is good. You know, I love, I love having an empty movie theater. But yeah. uh, I'm with you, man. It, it was, it, it was super disappointing. I, I was expecting something great, and and I didn't get it. Yeah. So, um, anyways, so that's that. So that's my bottom ten. Okay. Now I'm going to get to my top 10. First, I'm going to give you some honorable mentions. Uh, I, I really enjoy Lucky, which is on Shudder. I thought that was a good film. Um, okay. I really love Wally Wonderland. Just wacky Nicholas. That's wacky <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Okay. Um, he doesn't say one word in the entire movie, and I love him for it. That's an amazing fucking movie. <laughs> right. And it's nothing but action sequences. And just the story is so surreal, but it works. And I loved it. Okay. Um, so the vigil. I, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Brian had problems with the vigil because it's a demon, whatever. And he doesn't like demon shit. But I liked it just because it was different, and 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 the character got his comeuppance at the end, where you're kind of rooting for him, you know, in the beginning or whatever. I thought it was a pretty clever movie. Um, okay. So then, uh, let's see. Um, could I put Suicide Squad in here? I know. It's, yep. Do whatever okay. you want. Okay. So that's gonna be an honorable mention because I didn't. I really enjoy that movie a lot. Yeah, that was a good one. Like really, really like like to that me. That was fun. Like James Gunn put something on screen that shouldn't have never been on screen in a mainstream format. How he did it, I'll never know. But mm-hmm. the fact that he's got like a kaiju star-shaped monster, and, you know, it's <laughs> it's a great fucking movie, and it, and it has good character development. This is the opposite of Army of the Dead right here, where you get around the same amount of runtime, but he gets all his characters over with the people, which is what you want. So I really enjoyed that one. Was that one as long as Army of the Dead? Probably, but no, I would say I think that one was two hours and 16 minutes. The Army of the Dead was like 237 or some shit. It was a bloated mess is oh, what wow. it was. Yeah, no, uh, that was, Suicide Squad was great. Yeah. Um, then I'm going to go with, um, let's see here, uh, Sador. Did you guys ever watch Sador? 
I need to rewatch it. I was I was a little green when I watched it. My got a little bored. <laughs> well, that, 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 very yeah. slow. It's yeah, very I got I, I got through about half of it, and I was like, I'm Did you? not mood for this right now. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing about Sator. Now, people might be saying, why is he talking about Sator? And then he just buries the lamb. Sator? <laughs> Sator <laughs> them lambs or what? No, no, no. Sator is... It, it was the definition of somebody showing me dread on screen. Because the oh, movie is very, nice. there's, okay. there, there's an aura of dread throughout, and it's not a very long movie. It's like 70 minutes or something, but it's, right. it's, it's, it takes place in the woods and you get that kind of like what you get in the witch where, you know, people have communities there, but there's also something going on beyond the woods. That's kind of, that's kind of how this movie works as well. And it's just that creepy factor. Like you don't really see horror movies like this no more because everybody wants to jump scare, but this is more ambience, right? And then you're, you know, it's just unsettling feeling throughout the entire movie. And it just stayed with me man so anyways I'm, now i'm gonna start my list so number 10 is gonna be the night house i love this fucking movie a lot i knew this uh, would be on your list oh i loved it because it has a metaphor for depression yeah. it has a metaphor mm-hmm. suicidal ideation and this entire film is about the grieving process that somebody goes through and the and the demons that they have to encounter while they're walking that edge and if they themselves sure. Are not in a good place those demons will win because all we need is tragedy to kind of push us over the edge and i thought the way it was it was shot and revealed as the movie's going on it w- was phenomenal and i really really enjoyed this movie i got to see it in the theater so that was that was yeah it was a great movie then i have Candyman. i love this movie a lot mm-hmm. i like the fact that they didn't tell us it was a direct sequel which i really got excited for because they don't do direct mm-hmm. sequels anymore everything's a remake this that right, or the other right. thing so this is a direct sequel to the original. And I even think, now don't quote me on this because I don't really remember, but I think it's a sequel to all three previous ones because they do mention a little bit of, about the Day of the Dead one and, and well, part two as well. At, le- at least it's not in the multiverse, you know? No, it's not, thank God, because um, everything else is now too. So um, there's a, there's a gr- one of my favorite kills of the year. Now, all you guys saw this movie, right? Of course, yeah. in the theater. Did you guys do you guys remember the the kill scene by the window where where the where the girl that gets was amazing. The, that was that a was great amazing. fucking scene. Um, yeah, no, very very good movie. People need to check it out. Um, then we have Malignant. Love Malignant. <laughs> yeah, it was a good now, one. It was fun. It was great. fun. I don't know if Malignant is gonna age well as the years go on because it gets it gets way too wacky for me in the third act, <laughs> and especially that 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 police station scene. Like I don't care who you are, you cannot justify right. that police station scene, right? It just no, but it's fun to watch. It is fun to watch, and there's but there's so many things that don't add up, even taking the universe it established into consideration. But whatever, we'll go with it because it built enough equity before that for us to accept that scene. Fine. But I thought the reveal, which really went viral, I think, the reveal of Malignant, mm-hmm. which they they were they found a way to keep it secret for a long time, um, was great. I, th- I think it works for the movie. And it was just James Wan saying, I have money, I have credibility, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want, even though it's not mainstream acceptable. And he did this great movie. So good for him. Um, then we have a movie that I really like this year called Jacob's Wife. Did you guys watch this one? 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really loved it. I thought Barbara Crampton was fantastic. I thought uh, again the message in that movie about gender roles and whatnot and 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 suppressing females um, and all that stuff was really really well established. Uh, I really like um, the journey that we take with her because it's really just a few days, um, and, but but they they were able to really show a lot of character development in those few days. And it's just one of those movies that it, it, you know when you when you see it on paper you're thinking it's not very original because we've all seen the the person gets bitten by the vampire and then they're they're kind of like a fish out of water they don't know what's going on Mm -hmm. but here it was that that other layer of the whole gender role thing that really put it over the top with me that i respected it for so it was really good it was really really good um i've forgotten about that one that was a good one yes uh let's see oh and so so then we have my number five uh fear i i I included all three movies but uh, the technicality the fear street series yeah did you you guys Mm -hmm. enjoy those yeah, I, I kind of was a little leery on the third one, but I think all as a whole, I enjoyed it. That first one was the best. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, I, I love a couple of things about this trilogy. First of all, I like how it builds on the previous movie, which I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, second of all, I love how it uses our own expectations against what happens on screen, which you really see in the third movie. Um, and so I thought there was an air of originality while still staying true to like the basic fundamental laws of these kind of movies. Um, and I and the soundtrack was amazing, but I'm biased because that's from my generation. So, mm-hmm. you know, really like this. these three movies are a good time. And it's, it's three movies that I'm going to have on my rotation going forward for the Halloween season. Um now, this movie really knocked my socks off. This is a movie where if you have no money, you could make something awesome, which doesn't, which again proves my point against shit like Resident Evil. And that's the movie called We Need to Do Something. Did you guys see, see this movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. reviewed it. One of the scariest movies I see, this is another movie that works on the family dynamics metaphor, right? And the, and the dysfunctional family. And. It's an incredible fucking movie. I love these movies that when it ends, you're, just, you're still thinking about them and you're thinking, what was yeah. real and what wasn't real? You know, Kinda haunting, right? Yes. Um, and so that that was a that was a great movie. Uh, and and again, what could you do with little money? Well, there you go. That's a good example right there. So I don't want to hear any excuses. Um, number three was Antlers. Another movie that yes. came out my edge of my yeah. seat. What a great fucking movie that yeah. was. And again, it, it breaks my heart that a lot of these movies don't do a lot in the box office, but that's the world we live in now. Great movie. Um, Jesse Plemons, he's in everything now, but he was... Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah. Matt Damon. Um, number two is, uh, I guess it would be my only horror comedy of the of the lot because I'm not really into these kind of movies, but I thought this one was good, and that's The Werewolf Within. I thought it was ah, fun. A lot of love for this movie out there. Yeah. Did you ever watch it, Lance? I did. I did. I, I don't know if I loved it quite as much as you did, but uh, it was a fun movie, especially right. when you find out who the killer was, because I didn't see that coming. That's right. That's right. And I guess once the title kind of reveals it at the end of the day. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, when you when you think back to it, it, it's a good reveal. And it was just fun. The characters were over. It was a good story. And it was my one slot for the horror comedy, because like I said, I don't really I'm not really into those kind of movies. Even that was though they the one see- with the uh, AT&T girl, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's right. And of course, my number one, and it, and this is a movie that I saw three times in the theater because it was a visual spectacle and it was a good story. And that was Last Night in Soho. That was that movie was. Ah, I really, okay. really love that movie. I thought again, 
this is one of those movies where Edgar Wright didn't really say a lot about this movie either. If you guys remember, it was just a movie that was coming out. And, uh, you know, I know it sounds cliche, but it's better when we go into movies not knowing very much about them because then you, yes. the ride is even sweeter that way. And this is what I got with this movie. As, as the layers are peeling, as you're watching, you're like, oh, shit, that's pretty interesting. And, and the, the, the visuals that he established in that movie are great. The, 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 the time that, that it was shot in, it was a good fucking movie. So those, that's my top 10, bottom 10 of the year. All right. I'm I'm looking forward to you guys uh, next week, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. for sure. All right, sure. I guess Ness is gonna have it. Resident Evil number one. I think. <laughs> I think so, man. I think so. Either Dude, that or Spider Man. We'll you see. never you never know with Nez, man. His. <laughs> I, but you know what? He stick. He 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 has his own opinion, and he sticks to it. And I like. I love that. it. <laughs> yeah. I respect that. I respect that a lot. Definitely. All right. Well, let's roll on to uh, listener feedback. Uh, we'll keep it short. Uh, this week for the podcast spotlight, we do a double take for the end of the year. Uh, first, we shine the spotlight on Binge Media. BingeCast is the official podcast of BingeMedia.net, hosted by Jim Law and Moreno. Uh, the boys offer drunken thoughts and insights into film, TV, books, comics, music, and sports world. Uh, bring a case of beer or a bottle of scotch and listen every week as new episodes drops. Those are the only options, beer or scotch. <laughs> uh, we promise never to say drops again because it's like a mixtape. It's too fire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we also can't forget the spotlight, uh, the League of Geeks. Uh, every week, the League of Geeks with a Z. Uh, brings you the latest and geekiest news in the movies, TVs, and comic books. By all means, we are not experts, but we do know our stuff. And the goal is to cover stories and review movies from our own view that will inform and appeal you uh, to you, uh, the movie or TV viewer, and the geek. So sit back and enjoy the ride, because where we're going, we don't need roads. Uh, email us at info at theleagueofgeeks.com. And Steve messaged me. He did not agree with Lance on his Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't think anybody <laughs> does. <laughs> uh, check them both out everywhere podcasts are found. Um, let's see. Regarding our commentary for Santa Jaws, uh, Zim Vader says, uh, this is so much better than the actual movie. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Nez gave it an 8 out of 10. Of course. <laughs> it did. Okay. Stephen Lobad says, you fuckers are going to make me watch this. <laughs> uh, Ricky Morgan is rock, rocking his Santa Jaws shirt. <laughs> I didn't know they had one, but that sounds... That is, yes. I'm glad that there's actually <laughs> one around that Santa, yes. Uh, Danny Bennett says, uh, I'm ahead of my time. Probably about 15 minutes ahead. <laughs> uh, let's see. Matt Jones in uh, Ian McFadden says, uh, we need to watch this epic. Uh, Boz Bozier Lawn says, uh, I shamefully didn't hate it. So, are we still talking about Santa Jaws? Yeah, I think Santa we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We turned it into a thing somehow. <laughs> uh, regarding Resident Evil, here we go. Uh, Kate Pollock <laughs> says, uh, I had so much fun, and clearly ah, they're making <laughs> for the fans of the game. Uh, what did you think? Well, we've heard that. Brian, what did you think, Brian? <laughs> I forgot what I said. Okay. 
I think I, I think he said it was just a run of run of the mill kind of horror shoot 'em up. That's, that's yeah, it. I think pretty much that's shitty CGI. That's what I got. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's bad, it's so bad. But the, oh, it's it's yeah. just weird because like you see the like I said the practical effects on people infected, and I was like that looks pretty good. And then you cut to this fucking CGI dog that clearly they're not looking at. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why people keep on making these movies because video games are so sophisticated now that all you got to do is play the game and that's your movie. Like you yeah. don't need a movie about the game anymore. It's it's only going to come off as a cheap copy because video games are way too sophisticated now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's no House of the Dead, but you know. <laughs> they need to dig up your bowl wherever he's at and have him do the next <laughs> Resident Evil movie. Oh, jeez. Uh, you just spoke it and it's going to happen now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what have we done? Uh, that's it for listener. Oh, no, we don't. Uh, we have an email from Darren Wilson. Uh, I keep meaning to tell everyone besides Lance that the website is rad. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I'm getting, I'm getting pushed out of everything. <laughs> I, he must be a Spider Man fan, too, huh? <laughs> well, this is the one that made it. <laughs> um, I also meant to say when listening to the Gremlins Krampus episode to those that uh, said they hadn't played them yet, uh, the Spider-Man video games are a ton of fun. Hey, there you go. I, I've heard great things. Um, and we have a Krampus parade here in Columbus, too. But uh, one of our neighborhoods in South downtown is even called German Village. Um, I think around the time of civil, of the Civil War, a third of Columbus was German. So there's that. Ah, okay. Escaped Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, they goddamn fucking dog. Can they not control that dog out there? Speaking of which, just real quick aside, I've been watching Westworld. Finally got around to the to the next season. They even managed to sneak Nazis into Westworld for fuck's sake. They've got a war world. There you have the Nazis, the evil Nazis. Why would you want to go back there? I don't get it. I I would not spend my vacation there. (laughs) That sounds miserable. (laughs) Hide in a room. (laughs) That's pretty much what they do. (laughs) Just hide in a room. Hide from the fucking Nazis questioning all the villagers, you know? Um, and that's it for listener feedback. Uh, show comes or our intro comes from Steve Carlton from the League of Geeks, who we just shouted out. Um, artwork is from Natsulani. Check her out on Instagram. Uh, and if you'd like to help us out, please be, consider becoming a Patreon patron. Hey, I got it. Uh, we'll let you pick the movies for a future show at any amount. And for five dollars or more a month, also pick a commentary for a future bonus show. And if you get the chance, please give us a five-star Apple Podcast review, and you may win some cool shit. We're still giving it out. Look, at Brian got a fucking Oculus, man. Yes, we should. Yeah. Out. <laughs> really do, man. I, I, don't, I don't think that was for a review, though. So yeah. just... <laughs> uh, and now let's move on to our big show, Featured Attraction. Uh, this week, we're going to go back into the Matrix with the Matrix Resurrections. Um, return to a world of two realities, one everyday life, the other, the other what lies behind it. To find out if his reality is a construct to, to truly know himself, Mr. Anderson will have to choose betu- uh, to follow the White Rabbit once more. Uh, director is Lana Wachowski, also known for Bound and Cloud Atlas and Ugh. Matrix stuff. <laughs> 
writers Lana Wachowski and uh, David Mitchell and Alexander Heeman, uh, who also worked with Lana on the Netflix series Sense8. That one wasn't bad, right? I think uh, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. It's just one yeah. of those that just was. Uh, Hugo <laughs> Weaving uh, was originally approached to reprise his role as Agent Smith, which definitely should have happened. Uh, but he had to turn it down due to scheduling conflicts with other films. Under the code name Project Ice Cream, the film began production in San Francisco on February 4th, 2020. That's when the world was shut down. <laughs> Still is in a lot of places. I know, especially San Francisco. <laughs> Definitely. All right, Pedro, what do you think about The Matrix Resurrections? I mean, that's a very heavy question. Because there's two ways to look at this. As a fan of movies, I think this fucking movie was completely unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. As a fan of The Matrix, because I already know they're hounding and they're like, what do you mean? Listen, it's always good to go back to the characters we love. And if we're going to do bullshit, we're going to take that bullshit because that bullshit is going to come with our favorite characters. Yes, you could always. Now, we're not spoilers yet, right? No, no, definitely not yet. Okay, good. I'm uh, okay. So, uh, this is this movie is is kind of like a. I think this has been out there. It's, it's a soft reset to like the okay. previous movies, and to me, it's like it's completely unnecessary. And yeah. first of all, they couldn't get Keanu to get rid of his John Wick fucking haircut. <laughs> so yeah, they, he was they had filming to, they had at the same put, time. They had to put up with that shit, which was weird. Right. But that is on the poster. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, no, I, I just, I just, there, there was no characters that 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 intrigued me because, man, you 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 think of the old ones, the original ones. You think of of the original Agent Smith. You think of those two twins on the freeway. You think of, of the wacky French guy that that would talk all that shit. I mean, mm -hmm. it was it was great characters, right? There were there were characters that not so much relatable, but just wacky and and for a movie of this scope were, were good characters. I can't think I just watched this movie like a week ago. I cannot think of one new character to me that stood out in this movie. Not not one. You know? Well, there was one, at least. I mean, I'm talking about the newer characters. Is that yeah. what you referred to? Okay, well we'll get to it in the spoiler segment. That one um, Okay. I thought you okay. <laughs> so so um so again, and it's also a movie that, you know, like like these kind of movies tend to be once you're dealing with different realities and different worlds and multiverses. There we go with that word again. Uh, mm -hmm. You have to watch it a second or third time. But if they don't give you enough the first time, I'm going back to this movie. I'm done. <laughs> you know. So this is this movie relied on grabbing me while they had me, and they didn't. So I'm out, and uh, that's it. That's what I gotta say about it until we get to the spoiler section. Do I give my rating, or we do that at the end? <laughs> I will do it at the end. Okay. Lance, what'd you think? Oh, my God. Pedro, I think you and I are in the Matrix, dude, because you've literally, word for word, just said exactly what I was going to say. This movie has no heart, no soul, no substance. That's it right. It looks good. It's a return back. It, I, I call it Project Cash Grab, and I hate to say it. Yeah. But I've got... Douche chills from this movie, which fucking sucks because I really wanted to love this movie. I, I, I'll tell you what, I think I might have enjoyed Spider Man more. So wow. there you have it. There, there you, you go. go. The baby first, the baby face turn for Lance right here. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, 
I'm gonna. I, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say this. It was. It was kind of good. Ah, man. It was kind of good seeing our characters again, but not really. It, it's. I don't know. I, it, this. The more I think about it, this this one kind of just kind of took a dump on the original Matrix, and and I know a lot of there's a lot of hate out there for two, and even more hate for part three. But, I love part two. I love well, part two. I- Part two was great. I love the part with uh with with what was it Agent Agent Smith with all the multiple the uh, like like what, what was that? Oh, when, were when Keanu turned part? into a cartoon character. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of enjoyed that actually. Um, oh, that I, don't, I, 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 mean, I think I, that I think I think that freeway scene you could still put it up against a lot of these mm-hmm. newer scenes and it still holds up. That yeah, freeway scene is amazing. Classic, yeah, it definitely is classic. Any scene with Monica Bellucci is good too. Also, (laughs) (laughs) I was uh, I I was I was actually a big fan of the the Netflix series uh, Sense Eight that Lana did, and and that's that's the thing. There were there were probably about six or seven characters from Sense Eight that showed up in here, so it almost kind of felt like they all got together and said, "Hey, we worked we worked well in this TV show. Netflix canceled us early. Let's make a movie." Wait a hey, minute. Let's no, go you, ahead. you mean actors, not characters. Yeah, they, I'm sorry, actors. Oh, don't, don't You're freak exactly. Me out like that. It, yeah, actors playing <laughs> different. It's gonna characters. get more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, you yeah, you got Trinity back. You got uh, Neo back. Uh, it it definitely threw me off when you changed a couple of characters, and then you've got one character that they at one part they said was. An amalgamation of two characters, but it all only acted like the one character. And I'm like, <laughs> that makes no fucking sense. Uh, again, I, I'm, I'm just, it's, it's not a bottom ten because I loved it. It was some, it was some nice eye candy. It was good to get back into that world. But uh, man, this is not what I was hoping for. It, it really was not what I was hoping for. Well, I'm happy that you said that because that means that Spider Man is not also not going to be in your bottom ten, which makes it's me very not. happy. Uh, it's not. It's not. Good. Uh, I thought he, Pedro. I thought he was going to big show us. Thought he was going <laughs> to go flip right back to heel. <laughs> uh, all right, Brian. What'd you think? Okay. Um, did we need this movie? No. Right. Did I enjoy it? Kinda. I mean, there was there was things to enjoy about it. It was good to. To see Neo and Trinity back, but I kind of wish that they focus more on newer characters and instead of you know basically rehashing the same thing they did in the the original ones, except put the focus on. Nah, I won't spoil mm-hmm. it. No, I yeah, we get it. Um, I kind of did like the the explanation for Morpheus. It kind of made sense to to why you had a different actor. Okay. Um, I did not like the Agent Smith guy. I didn't like that at all. Um, I did like Jessica Henwick as as Bugs. I thought she she was pretty mm-hmm. badass in it. Thought that was a welcome new character in it, and I I, I wanted more of her. I wanted her to be the the, the kind of the, the lead of the movie, but can't have that when you got Carrie Ann Moss and uh, Keanu Reeves. Um, I like Neil Patrick Harris in it. Um, I thought the effects were better than the two and three because I felt like after okay. one, two, and All three right. kind of took a step down with the effects. 
Um, trying to be very positive about this movie. I don't know <laughs> if we weren't reviewing it. I honestly, I the more I was hearing about it, the more I didn't want to watch it, and it just felt like I watched this movie on a Wednesday, and I had nothing to do. Not even That's Lily Wachowski bad. wanted to do with this movie. That says a lot, right there. Yeah, yeah. She it should have been more of a, more of an event, right? Yeah, but also I think the Spider-Man, as far as that's concerned, I think the Spider-Man hype really hurt the Matrix hype. You think yeah. so? Definitely. I think, and and also the fact that the Matrix was going to be available in, on HBO Max, yes, I think that right. that affected the box office. But because I, well, I think when the first trailer dropped, people were excited. I mean, I remember that like people were very excited for that first mm-hmm. trailer. But as the as the weeks went on, uh, people started getting more excited for Spider-Man, and they were just a week apart. So, you well, know, make, that was make, that. Make no mistake. I mean, Dune was also premiered on, H- on HBO Max, and a lot of people are excited for the the, the second movie of that. Yeah, yeah, but Dune was a great movie. Yeah, and Spider Man didn't come out a week before Dune. That's right. <laughs> that I think true. I would have <laughs> fucked that a little bit too. I would have enjoyed this more if it was going to go down, but like they planned before the, the pandemic, because we were okay. supposed to get this and John Wick Four dropping in the same day. Oh, okay. I think I would have had a great time at the theater watching both of these. Keanu Marathon. Yeah. Back, back. yeah. I mean, that's bad business, but I guess they were going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, which uh, probably should have said in the news, uh, John Wick got delayed a year. Of wow. course. Of Way course. more than a year. It's, it's 2023 now, uh, so it's like yeah, a year and true. a half. I, I, that's a long time. And it's not. That makes no sense. What? Why would they push it that far back? Why? What? What's the What's the rationale for that? Uh, what's with the the, the Omegatron or the the Omarion? What is it? <laughs> Omicron. Yeah, oh, I think I think Omicron. they had to shut down. <laughs> Dude, this uh, I don't want to get into it. I, I I feel very positive about the direction we're going. I think I'll just say I think any good virus knows that you don't kill your host if you want to keep replicating but yes, we'll, exactly. we'll stop it at that i don't want to get political or even a, a a whiff of politicism but i feel relatively optimistic right yeah. now uh, omicronistic some omicron <laughs> parties let's go <laughs> i'm yeah, not ready to go box. that far <laughs> um yeah i i uh i enjoyed it for what it was was it needed no um, was it anywhere close to as good as the first Matrix? Not well. That's that's a high bar to hit. And right, right. I mean, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. So I, I and I'm not a giant fan of the second and third one. Uh, they get kind of off in the weeds a little. I may I may need to rewatch them. Yeah, but. Well, they they they, <laughs> they never they never planned for the sequels. They didn't know yeah. what they had when they had dropped that first one. Well, because the first one was a good story in and of itself. It ended great, and they should have just left it alone, you know. <laughs> but uh, I, 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 again, though, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I probably didn't hate it as much as most people did. Um, I thought mm-hmm. the fight scenes were kind of weak. So yeah, there's yeah. that. That kind of screws it up. But uh, I like the uh, the mind fuck aspect of it. Uh, and the whole Matrix thing, although obviously it's already been done. So, yeah, they're sort of just rehashing. It was a 
it was a money grab. It was a lot of fan service. And uh, it didn't hit as well as I think they would have liked it to. All right. Let's do scores. Uh, Pedro, what do you think? I'm going to go six on ten. Nah, not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was a spectacle. I enjoyed it, but I'll never watch yes. it again. And yeah. it was completely unnecessary. So I, I can't say that I wasted my time watching it because they gave me enough to where I was like, okay, good time invested. But that's mm-hmm. about all it's going to get. So a 6 on 10 for me. Uh, Lance? Guys, I got to I gotta go 4 on 10. Ouch. <laughs> um, no, I mean, that's not a bad score. I mean, no, I just, think about it. That's almost half good. It's just not <laughs> quite. I don't know about that. <laughs> Not quite there. I mean, I just some of that is probably disappointment uh, because I built myself up for something that I didn't get story wise. So true. Sorry. I mean, it is what it is. A lot of rehashing of the first movie just from a different perspective. So, you know, think a little bit more outside the box, guys. I mean, you got a whole fucking (laughs) I hate to say it multiverse to play with here, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you the can, multiverse. I think we could have gotten something a little bit more, you know, a little more original. And and yes, I think they should have focused more on the new characters than they did. So, uh, yeah, four on ten. Uh, Brian, uh, I'm gonna go six and a half. Um, Damn, I, I liked thought, it. I, I didn't love it. I'll, I'll probably never watch it again. Uh, it don't seem like I really need to. I yeah. thought the effects were were updated. Um, I like majority of the cast, but I just now thinking about it, I wish they would have just gave us more of what was outside the matrix. You know what what was going on. You know we we get more yeah. information on what they were building in the real world and stuff that was going on there. We well, you know why not get a movie of that. Like so. what the robots were building and shit, or the yeah, well, the the explanation. We'll, we'll get to it in the spoilers. Is, but. is this okay. making any any money? Because if so, I guarantee you we're going to get two more Star Wars style. Uh, uh, I it made, it made sixty nine million, I think, as of today, as of this recording. Wonder I, how much it cost to make. More. I than read that. one of the Wachowski or the what was it, Lana that did this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Has no no plans in doing another one. <laughs> until uh, until that. That fucking coin starts hitting. <laughs> well, I I think if they do another one, get it, get somebody else in there, get a fresh take on okay. it. Okay, yeah. You know, you know what? Look at the, these uh, sisters have really been milking that matrix, that matrix uh, golden goose for a while because look at, the, <laughs> look, look at these flops they have back to back to back. I know, they, man. They have speed racer. Oh they have god. Cloud Atlas. Ouch. And they have Jupiter Ouch. ascending. Oh are. God! Stop it! Stop it! So hey, how about have... how about Robert Eggers? How about Robert Eggers, Pedro? Well, he's critically acclaimed. We lo- we love those guys. Yeah, but what could Eggers do with this storyline? This oh, universe? I thought you I thought you meant why? Why does he keep getting money to make? No, <laughs> why? No, what what would Eggers do with this universe? If he if he gives Willem Dafoe ten minutes to go on a soliloquy in a Matrix movie, <laughs> I'm there. Okay, that's it. That's all he needs to give me. <laughs> Done. <laughs> this is how he doesn't start farting left and right like he did in the lighthouse. I'm going to go 
I was kind of bouncing back and forth. I'm going to give it a 6.75. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I was the most looking forward to this, and I'm the low man of the totem pole here. Oh, no. I actually was really looking forward to it. and uh, But God. I also had expectations that <sighs> it was going to suck because I'd heard some bad reviews already. And, uh, well, not – I didn't. I didn't read the reviews, but I saw the headlines. <laughs> Just to throw this in there, uh, 190 million dollar budget. Ooh. That's not. That's not too bad. I mean, you would think those movies would be super expensive now. I mean, that's super expensive. Don't get me wrong, but like now you're looking at 250. Some of these budgets are way up there now. Yeah, yeah. but that means they didn't make their money back yet. They got a long <laughs> way to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know how the the subscription thing or the streaming thing works well that one you have to have like an upgraded membership on it's just not the regular hbo max i mean when when they drop a movie i don't know how that does because uh wonder woman was was fucking garbage but yeah yeah, it was that was that was successful for them as far as streaming i noticed it didn't make pedro's bottom 10 though well, no, because I didn't know if we were going to do that genre or else it would have been. It's my number one worst movie of the year. But technically, that movie came out in December, so I don't know. It's, okay. it's, it's a technicality here. Okay. Fuck that movie. But, uh, no, I didn't I didn't hate this as much as I thought I was going to because everybody else had, was calling it a dumpster fire and all this shit. Oh, and I was no. Like, you know what? It's not that bad. I mean, I, I get why it's not needed, and it's definitely just a bunch of fan service. Well, you know, old maybe. But, Maybe you benefited from reading the bad, bad yeah. reviews. Of the oh, I totally did. Maybe I should have done that. So. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's not, not, not what I wanted. But with a great cast, I think with a better story, yeah. Yeah, it could have been really killer. This was the biggest budget out of all four movies. Ooh. With the first one being a, the smallest with sixty-five million. Well, the first one was the best. Easily. But it, it came up with the idea, man. The first Matrix changed film, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, not just sci-fi, but everything. Agreed. Very influential movie. Um. All right. Well, let's go spoiler talk. This ought to be exciting. <laughs> Anybody want to go first? This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. Lance, uh, you were saying something about the what they did with Morpheus and Agent Smith. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I I don't get it. Did I miss something? Because they said your programming is an amalgamation of of two of your memories, like Morpheus and Agent Smith, and yet he was like all Morpheus, right? So I think he started out as Agent Smith. Yeah, when ah, they found when they okay. found him, he was Agent Smith. So he got kind of a virus, so to speak, right? Well, he was he was a program. Yeah, I right. think he he was he was in there, and Thomas Anderson uh, program, subconsciously programmed yeah, him, programmed him in there. So oh my god, get him I'm glad back you, out of the Matrix. You know what? It's not fair to watch this movie once and 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 judge it. It's really not. There there's a lot going on. It should have been Keanu Reeves who finds out he's Thomas Anderson, who then has to go back right. to the Matrix. That's how they should have started this movie. If you're going to go that meta, well, go meta. That's what I thought they were going to do. Um, really, when we we all talked about it. Philip, you talk, you mentioned it. I remember distinctly when we watched the uh, 
trailer, you said it looks like it's 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 Keanu talking to a talent agent. That's what you thought it was. Remember? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about Agent Smith? Ah! <laughs> See, they really could have gone meta. See, I and, and Pedro, I agree with you. There was no, like, real villain to really get behind. That's right. They called them, what do they call them? It wasn't even Agent Smith because they were, when like, Doogie, When Doogie Howser. Doogie Howser. <laughs> yeah, when he does the big reveal, that's who he, he becomes a big bad. But that's that's almost towards the end. Now, one of the things to me that we haven't even talked about, and it's a big deal and it soured a lot of people, is that anticlimactic ending to the movie. That was horseshit. Because, okay, again. Go into detail. Oh, when she became the one? Yeah, well, not only that, at the end of the day, the movie doesn't really have any resolution because it's like, I guess they were counting on a sequel because essentially now the movie starts because now she becomes, oh, no, no, they both become the one. Remember, it's, it's a, yes. it's, um, Doogie Hauser says how, like, you <laughs> when they're separated, that's how he was controlling them because when they're separated, right, they're miserable. Right. And, and he was using that misery. Mm-hmm. To keep them at bay. Man, I can't believe I retain all this shit from watching it one time. No, you got <laughs> yeah, it, dude. You got it. And so, well, Doogie, and so, Howers, Doogie Howser is a great narrator. Yeah, <laughs> right? so so when, so when that was Doogie's whole like motivation to keep them away. But when they got together, they find out that together they're the one. Like and so, Hancock. And so, then, <laughs> and, so then, and so then they beat up Doogie for a minute, which he completely no-sells, by the way. And by that, I mean... It doesn't hurt him. He just kind of... It's very comedic and campy, which hurts the, the ending of the movie. They yeah, beat him up. Is. He's like, ow, ow. And that's all, like, come on, bro. Like, you're the lead heel here. <laughs> um, and so at the end, they just kind of fly off because they're going to go beat him up now. But then, okay, well, now show me. Now the movie ends. So now I got to watch part two again or whatever, you know? This is bullshit. Now, I did appreciate that, <laughs> I did appreciate that they bring the, the French guy, even though he's got that big old bushy beard. That was great. <laughs> right. right. There was no Monica Bellucci. He got stuck in Jumanji. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there was no Monica Bellucci. Uh, she's a little older now, but not there's anything wrong uh, with that. Yeah, I was about um, to say. Jada Pinkett Smith was really, really bad oh, makeup. God, I fucking hate Jada Pinkett <laughs> Smith. Really bad makeup. With a scar and shit, like come on. Oh, that was but see, that's that's what I was saying. That was <laughs> the whole. Where did that one point nine million go? The whole building of a new city, the the robots working with humans, and then uh, you got other humans jumping to the robot side. Ouch. I thought that was more yeah. interesting than what we were given. And, and that and just, that was such a small part of the movie because I thought, okay, yeah. here's their chance to get a, uh, you know how Star Wars is always thinking about the summer shopping mm-hmm. season, uh, I mean the the Christmas shopping season, and they always introduce all these all these robots and droids. Well, here yeah, we got sure, here they sure. introduced like two droids, and we never see them again for the rest of the movie. <laughs> oh, they're, they're they're working with us. The machines work with us now. Like BB-8. And, <laughs> yeah, and it's two pretty cool looking droids. And I'm thinking, oh, the kids are going to want this fucking toy for Christmas. Nope, because we never see them again. So they didn't want shit. But um, Well, that and they kind of look like bugs. That's true. <laughs> now, here's where I'm confused. And I'm sure everybody's confused. But here's where I'm really confused. So, so somewhere along the line, uh, when Neo destroys... Oh, no, when Neo makes peace with the machines, sacrificing himself at the end of part three, um, somehow the architect... I don't know if he got fired or deleted, but they brought in the analyst, which is Doogie. And he yeah. created this new system. I don't know if I'm getting that correctly, where I guess the machines themselves didn't like where Dewey Hauser was going. So they turned on Dewey Hauser kind of like with a rebellion and joined the humans. Am I getting that correct? Yeah. 
Yeah, they it's, were. It's uh, just weird. Like it's, it's yeah. just it sounds you know, right. Sounds um, right. So now, so now, so now uh, the analyst kind of has to keep control of the machines. But then, I thought I thought the architect was the leader of all this shit. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm wrong, but I always figured, no. I think you're right. Everything you've said sounds spot on. Like you, so, uh, did, you sure you you only seen this movie once? Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I, you're analyzing like you've seen it several times. But I saw it intently for this very fucking reason because I didn't want to feel. Uh, well, I'm not gonna say that word here. Um, just let's just say I didn't want to feel dumb. How about that? Mm-hmm. Um, and, Listen, and so, like, go ahead. Go ahead. Even, even the uh, even the machines, though, once they gain the sentience, like. They don't want to be under the boot of anybody either. Yeah, because yeah. you had the whole faction of Agent Smith and all them that that were freed themselves. Yeah. And this sure was a simpler story when it was called The Matrix. <laughs> so why did okay, I have another question that confused me. Why does Agent Smith help Neil at the end of the movie? What's the what's the, the point the purpose of that? Because he doesn't want to be controlled by the analyst anymore. I see. Okay. Well, that makes sense. He's like, no, it's like that guy. You, you guys, you guys are, you guys are, uh, y'all, y'all, y'all did a much more deep dive than I did, apparently. <laughs> and then, and then all just, I saw was just a cheap, cheap knockoff of the original to grab some money. I think it did at least have a lot to say, and uh, Doogie's monologues were pretty fantastic, especially mm-hmm. at the end there when he's talking about just the nature of people. No, that was cool. Yeah, I like well, that I, because there's a lot of right in that. But and I also like how he uses bullet time, which is the thing that really took uh, the, everybody by storm way back in 1999. That whole concept, sure, and sure. he uses it as his primary weapon to control Neo, right? Because he, he can't move, and so um, oh, yeah. that was pretty that cool. Was, how they that, how they, was that me. Was, yeah. Um, but I also I also feel like he turned into one of those mustache trolling yuck yuck villains at the end. Where it's like, <laughs> Yeah. So so this is going on. Let me go ahead and reveal my the entire heel, huh? plan because now I have them here and I'm going to go monologuing. <laughs> you know what? That's oh, that's funny Mod because villain. I I just recently watched uh what's that Seth MacFarlane western movie? Oh, <laughs> a million ways to die in the west. Yeah, and he, <laughs> and he was a mustache twirling kind of villain in that one. Right. Yeah, so um <laughs> Yeah, like I said, for a one-time watch, it was fun. You know, nothing lost, nothing gained. It was good, and I'll, I'll never see it again. Unless they do a sequel, then I feel like I'm going to be have to see it again. But uh, yeah. I just didn't like the way it ended. I feel like they're already relying on a sequel, and now we're going to get the big battle once again between now it's the analyst versus uh, the one, which is Trinity and Neo. So it just goes back in a big old circle again. Yeah, yeah I, I, I wasn't a fan of that whole battle scene. Like, right. man, they could have done a whole lot more with that. Mm-hmm. And, and then it looks like um, they did. They did do a statue of uh, Larry Fishburne, which I chuckled at. Yeah, they could have just <laughs> brought the guy in. Um, did he just not sign up to do the movie, or did they? He, he said he was. He wasn't asked to be in it. Really? That's what he said. Why? What? <laughs> I, I don't know that. Maybe it's the weight gain. Who made that decision? Uh. The person that saw how he looks in between part one and part two? I don't know. See, I, that would uh, that was the only reason that I – I mean because, you know, obviously uh, Hugo Weaving Weaving couldn't do the movie. But, I mean, you know, they could have stuck him in that but role and it would have been great. Maybe he yeah, read I mean, the script and said, fuck this. You I mean, but Lawrence Fishburne could have just jumped in the car with Neo from the John Wick set. Just There was no reason <laughs> to kill him off. 
if only we could have gotten Samara weaving in this. Can you guys imagine? Uh, there you go. As Agent Smith. Oh. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'd watch that. <laughs> like the Terminatrix. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, now that we're doing this whole multiverse thing, I wonder where we're gonna get a movie with all the Terminators coming together and trying to kill oh. John Connor. You got the Terminatrix, you got that Latino guy from the last one, uh, you got mm-hmm. the T one thousand, and then you got the T eight hundred. But they're all old though, so I don't know if they could pull it off. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Arnold doesn't have a whole lot of time left. I don't know. <laughs> Uh-oh. One. Stop it. <laughs> well, All right. 80 years old to... doing Terminator. <laughs> you ready to sign out? I'll be back. I can't remember where I'm going. <laughs> oh. I think we've covered this movie, right? Oh, and uh, oh, damn it. There was something else I wanted. Oh. Okay, so I think part of the reason that they made this movie, they gave you in the movie, where uh, they talked about uh, Warner Brothers said that they were going to make the new game with or without them. God. I, that that was be, cringy. That was cringy. I, I think I've seen a, a commercial for the game. Well, what I'm saying is like that that may be why they made this movie. I mean, the the the, the studio the, could have been like, listen, we're making this movie with or without you. Do you want to be a part of it or not? So they made the movie to sell the game? Well, no, but I think that oh. they they made the movie because they were going to do it with or without the Wachowskis. And, uh, <clears throat> all right, let's do it. We'll, we'll, know, to, their cre- to their grab. credit, they, they held on for a long time, though, because they did not want to make this movie. You know, well, yeah. the point where only Lana came back. So it's like, yeah, I give them credit for that. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure at the end of the day, the money talked. And the, and the threat of doing going on without them was kind of probably influential, but they really did hold out for a very, very long time. Pedro, Pedro, all I want for Christmas is no no metaverse and no meta anymore. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, That's all we got coming, man. That's all we got coming. I told you all, bittersweet Jesus that this Christ. Spider-Man we're gonna get all that stuff, man. Cameo's we're, we're in the Matrix, whether you like it or not, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Repeat, repeat, repeat. I already, repeat, I already heard. Repeat, repeat. They're repeat. selling. They're selling like plots of land in VR world right now. No I joke. believe it. Well, we're about to find <laughs> out, aren't we, Brian? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the scuttlebutt is that the Doctor Strange movie just had a bunch of reshoots because they wanted to squeeze in a butt of ca- a bunch of cameos in there. So we'll see if that's true or not. No, are you serious? Yeah, Go they just crazy. finished shooting. Don't tell him that. Now it's his bottom ten for next year. <laughs> no, <laughs> I hear Wolverine's coming back. I don't want that. I don't. Dude, want they that. haven't had the X Men in any of these movies. I keep looking for an after credit scene with the X Men, and I haven't gotten it yet. Well, I don't we're getting off topic, but I don't think it makes sense to change what they had just because they got the rights to the X-Men because it's going to fuck up what they're building. Yeah, I'd rather him just reboot it completely. Yeah, just do it right when when the time comes. <laughs> OK, and no, no Hugh Jackman. Move no. on. Yeah, Pe- Pe- well, he's getting Pe- older, too. So I don't know if eating chicken, you know, eight times a day like he says he does. Wink, wink. Uh, he- it's gonna he allow said, him to get that body. Yeah, he said uh, he can't. He can't keep it up. Well, he, yeah. Let's let's just, let just say that he knows Dwayne Johnson <laughs> very well, and we'll leave it at that. Yes, his uh, <laughs> got his, tra- his training coach. Yes. 
Pedro, give us your final two. pitch, Big, big man. name needles. <laughs> Pedro, give Allegedly. us your final pitch, dude, before we uh, sign out, man. All right. Well, we got, like I said, we got the KLB podcast, K-Fabulous Lucha Brothers. We're on iTunes. Just type in K-Fabulous. We talk wrestling. We have a good time. We drink. We make fun. We're very uh, un-PC. So if you don't like that, don't listen, please. Um, and so, uh, but if you are into that, go ahead and listen because it's a good time. And we're also on the KLB on Facebook, a page that I run where we have a bunch of wrestling fans there. And uh, if you guys want to, that one does get a little serious. So if you guys want to engage in some wrestling talk there, go there and we'll have a good time. So um, other than that, thank you guys for having me. I think it was a good year uh, as far as horror movies are concerned. I was very happy. Again, there was nothing that outright pissed me off this year, which is always a good thing. Um, I did not bring up the fact that we actually went back to the movie theater in the middle of the year this year. Because when I was going through my list, I forgot that the first half of the year there was no movie theaters open here in California. That's true. But now, you know... um, I think Black Widow was the first movie that I saw in the theater. Um, if yeah. I didn't, if I didn't drive to another county, which is what I was doing there for a while to get to right. watch some of these movies in the theater, so that was kind of uh, topical. And I just hope we don't go back to that. But for now, we haven't, and I'm gonna just hold on to the day. And that's it. Thank you guys, and happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, thank you, man. Um, it, it always, always invited back, dude. Anytime, man. Our- our first guest, our best guest. Uh-oh. Well, oh, you tell that to everyone. I think I heard you tell that to that one guy last week. I think we did. As oh, always, we want to thank you guys for listening oh, to shot. another ep- episode of The Horror Returns. We would love to hear your feedback and ideas. Uh, oh, shit. There's a contest going on. So send us an email at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Or fuck, just go, just go find us at, at www.thehorrorreturns.com. And uh, do what Darren did and go into our uh, reach out to us button or whatever the fuck it is and follow (laughs) our social media links. Uh, Rate us and review us. Nobody's done that in a while. So uh, next week, Brian, what's up? It's our yearly best and worst list. Very interested to hear yours, Lance. Well, sometimes you fuck with us and change it up. So what all are we doing? (laughs) Okay, we're doing best, worst, and uh, TV show, and then another one I was thinking about doing. Uh, what what was the best monster create creature we've seen in a movie this year? Uh, I got a couple ideas. Godzilla. Was that this year? <laughs> that feels like ten years ago. <laughs> well, I don't know. They make a remake. No, I got I got some ideas. I like that. I like. I you, are you down, Philip? Yeah. Oh, I just actually I just saw it. The first first thing on my list wins best monster, but we'll save that for next week. So uh, right. old Philip, I know I know old is your number one, right? <laughs> I think it might be, dude. It very 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 well may be. Actually, you know what? I'm cheating a little bit. I'm not going to reveal it yet, but it's going to be something that was actually. Uh, very, very last week of, of 2020, but I'm going to count it. So uh, think about that. Philip, until the horror returns again. Good night. <laughs>